Join us for the Living the Life broadcast on our series, Understanding the Goodness of God with Dr. Chooks Ugohe. Good evening. Welcome to another edition of our online masterclass, Understanding the Goodness of God. I am Dr. Chooks Ugohe. Uh, we're doing episode 259, 259 tonight, and it's the 14th installment of the series, The Goodness of God Makes Me Go for Glory. We have been sharing on the glory of God and trying to understand the concepts of the glory of God as it pertains to the goodness of God. And um, tonight will be part 14 on that series of thoughts. If you have just joined us and you are listening to this for the first time, it's important that you go back and watch from uh, part 1, part 2, part 3, part 4, all the way to, to where we are now because I have been building successively the understanding so that um, we, we are properly grounded with, with uh, the revelation on the glory of God as is revealed in us. Okay, let's read um, Hebrews chapter 6. Hebrews chapter 6 from verse 4. Hebrews 6, 4 and 5. It says, For it is impossible for those who were once enlightened and have tasted the heavenly gifts, and have become partakers of the Holy Spirit. So the heavenly gift there is salvation, and they have become partakers of the Holy Spirit, and have tasted the good word of God. They have tasted the good word of God. So, so the good word of God is the word of God, the revelation of God regarding his goodness. The good word of God. And the powers of the age to come, that's where we're sitting now, and the power, they have tasted of the powers of the age to come. If they fall away to renew them to repentance, since they crucify again for themselves, the Son of God, and put him to an open shame. So, so we're talking about those who have tasted the powers of the age to come. Now, we said yesterday that it is possible to live in this age and enjoy the, the benefits and the privileges of the age to come. It's possible, and scriptures assert to it, that we can access the powers of the age to come. And we said yesterday that the way to access the powers of the age to come is to put on the body of the age to come. So, so it is possible to put on that body now to access the powers of the age to come. If it were not possible, God wouldn't have talked about us tasting of the powers of the age to come. There is a body required for the age to come. And we said that that body is modeled after the body of the risen Christ. That body that Jesus Christ rose from the dead. You know, that body is ageless. That body dwells in all ages. Hallelujah. So, so, so since he rose from the dead more than 2,000 years ago, he's still, he's still carrying that body. And that body is the kind of body that me and you, we are going to uh, uh, have in the ages to come. But what we are learning from scripture, the mystery we are learning from scripture, is that it is possible to access the powers of that body. That body confers powers on you. Oh yes, that body confers powers on you. Now, now, now let, let me show you, let me show you Philippians. Please go with me to Philippians. Philippians chapter 3. I want to show you that power, the, the, the body, that glorious body confers powers on the believer. Look at this, Philippians chapter 3, verse 20. 
For our citizenship is in heaven. Our citizenship is in heaven. So, so there is a citizenship that we have as in heaven. And I, I want to say that to access the privileges of that citizenship, you need a body. You need a heavenly body. Hallelujah. A heavenly body to access the privileges of the citizenship of heaven. He says, for our citizenship is in heaven, from which we also eagerly wait for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Can you get the language here? From which we also eagerly wait. So, so we access that citizenship now, and we are eagerly waiting while we lay hold of that citizenship now. We are eagerly waiting for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly body. Who will transform? And we talked about this yesterday. There is a process of transformation that will lead to a, an event where the whole uh, um, glorious body manifests. But before that, there is a transformation that is going on. It's an invisible metamorphosis. It's an invisible metamorphosis that is going on. That's what the Bible is here is saying. Who will transform our lowly body? So this, low, this body is lowly. It's earthbound. It's, earth, it's dense. There's a transformation that is going on in this body that it may be conformed to his glorious body, his glorious body. So, so that body he rose from the dead, this body is supposed to conform to it. According to the working by which he is able even to subdue all things to himself. So when he is wearing this glorious body, he is able to subdue all things to himself, meaning he is able to exert absolute dominion. So this body confers absolute dominion. Hallelujah. This body confers absolute dominion. The glorious body confers absolute dominion. So, so when we access that body and begin to put it on by faith, we also begin to access dominion by faith. Did you get it? We also begin to access the ability to subdue, the capacity to subdue all things to ourselves by faith. And as we access it by faith, we manifest results. Are, are you here? So, so, so this, is, this is the promise of God. And I am saying in this season, we already have that body in the spirit. We have it. And how do we, how do we tap the powers of the age to come? Let me show you. Philemon, Philemon chapter 1, verse 6. Philemon chapter 1. Well, there's only one, one chapter in Philemon. So verse 6 of Philemon. It says that the sharing of your faith may become effective. That the sharing of your faith may become effective by the acknowledgement of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. The sharing of your faith. We talked about supernatural advertisement. Supernatural announcement. As part of the privileges and the blessings that come upon us when we put on the glorious body by faith. When we assume the glorious body by faith, we we acquire the powers of supernatural announcement and advertisement. Now look at it here, the sharing of your faith. Why are we sharing our faith? So that the other people who are hearing about our faith are convinced 
about our faith and then join us in the faith. That's why we share our faith. We share our faith to win souls. We share our faith to convert people. We share our faith for people to come to our faith. That's why we share it. We share it so that their, our testimony impacts their life and they can accept our faith. Now, he says the sharing of your faith becomes effective. Meaning you are able to persuade people. Meaning you are able to, to make an impact with your faith in their lives. This is what God desires that 8 billion people on the earth will share in our faith effectively. That they will share, they will partake in our faith effectively. That's the desire of God. The will of God is not that any man should perish, but that all men be saved. All men, all men, all 8 billion people be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. How do we get 8 billion people to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth? We have to be effective in the sharing of our faith. And how do we become effective? By the acknowledgement of every good thing which is in you, in Christ Jesus. By the acknowledgement of every good thing. One of the good things that we have in us, in Christ Jesus, is this glorious body. You already have that glorious body. And when you acknowledge it, when you set your mind on it, when you focus on it, you tap the powers of that glorious body. The, one of the things that glorious body does, it confers on you dominion over all things. Dominion over lack. Dominion over the material realm. Dominion over all things. So, so what we are pushing is to access the powers of the age to come. And I'm teaching you how we do it. By acknowledging every good thing that we have in Christ Jesus. By acknowledging the good things that we have. And one of the good things that we have is that we have the glorious body already in Christ Jesus. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 17. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 17. It says, For our light affliction, which is but for a moment. Let me pause there and throw something to you. Whatever discomfort, whatever discomfort, whether... Uh, uh, discomfort to your body, discomfort to your mind, discomfort to your emotions. The Bible calls them light affliction. It's an affliction, but it's light. It's light. Why? Because there is something bigger. And he says this light affliction is but for a moment. I, I, I came to announce to you that it's for a moment. It's not forever. It may look like it's lasting, it's, it's dragging. It's not forever. It's for a moment. And the, the, what guarantees that it will pass away is your focus, is your focus on things above. It's your focus, is your acknowledgement of the things that has been, you know, deposited inside of you in Christ Jesus. By putting your mind and focus on those things, you will guarantee that the, the, the inconvenience, the affliction of the present moment will pass away. It's for a moment. All right. He says... Is, it is working for it is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. There's a glory, there's a weight of glory that is working out. How? If I focus my mind on things above, if I acknowledge the good things that are in me in Christ Jesus, I cause that glory to precipitate. In my physical reality, I, it, whether it's my body as healing, 
in my finances as, you know, replenishment and oversupply. If it's in my emotions as comfort and consolation, I don't know what you need. But whatever that is bothering you right now, the only way to solve that problem, the only way to cause it to pass away is not to focus on it. It's not to meditate and cry over it. No, it's to acknowledge every good thing. Is to acknowledge the glorious body that you have. Put your mind, set your mind on things above. The, your glorious body is above. Above not to say that it's in the skies. Above to say it's in a higher realm. The realm of the heavens. The realm of the heavens. Set your mind there. And when you do, you will download his powers. When you do, you access his powers. When you do, you use his powers. Hallelujah. Look at, he says, for, 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 for our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. Is working for you. The situation you are facing is working for you. It's working for you. It's not working against you. Listen, when you believe in the goodness of God, even the affliction is working for you. So, so what you must do is to understand the principle I'm teaching. Stay with it. Push it. Stay with it. Don't back off. Don't remove your leg from the throttle. Don't remove your leg from the accelerator. Stay with it. It's working for you a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. What, what is the highest... Why, what is the highest level of glory that can manifest in the human body? We said it is the risen Christ. It is the risen Christ's body. <laughs> that, that's it. So if it's working for us, a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. Meaning that if you manage your current crisis properly by setting your mind on things above, by setting your mind on the promises of God, by setting your mind on the promise of this glorious body that you have in the spirit, Set your mind by acknowledging the good things that you have. When you set your mind on it, it precipitates glory. Look at this. While we do not look at the things which are seen. So, so the things that are, you are dealing with, they are seen. But the Bible says don't look at it. Don't look at the lack. Don't look at the empty bank account. Don't look at the, the pain in your body, the symptoms in your body. Don't look at the, the doctor's report. Don't, don't look at, you know, the, 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 the evidences in your bank statement that suggests that you don't have money. Don't look at it. He says, why we do not look at things which are seen? But we look at the things which are not seen. They are things, but they are not seen. Your glorious body is, is given to you at salvation. You have it, but it is not seen with the naked eyes. God says, look at it. Look at it. That means it's not looking at it with these physical eyes. You're looking at it with your spiritual eyes. You're looking at it with your imagination. Look at it. Focus on that glorious body. Watch yourself put it on. See yourself put it on. That's what he's saying here. But we look at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary. Even this body, this physical body is temporary. So that's why we are not looking at it. But the things which are not seen are eternal. Your glorious body is eternal. And by looking at that glorious body, by focusing on that glorious body, you activate the powers of the age to come. You access the powers of the age to come. Because that glorious body confers on you powers 
from the age that is still in front of us. Abilities that are only reserved to be used in the ages to come. The Bible says you can, you can access it now, test it now, enjoy it now, deploy it now. You can deploy it now. That's what we are reading from the word of God. Amen. Look at this. It says, but the things which are not seen are eternal. The, your, our glorious body is eternal. We read that scripture uh, in, in 1 Peter. We, we've seen that scripture in 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 5. The, this, but this glorious body is an inheritance we receive. It's incorruptible. It's eternal. It's reserved for us in heaven. Okay. Let, look at this in verse chapter 5. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 1. For we know that if our earthly house, which is this tent, this body, is destroyed, we have a building from God. We have a building from God. We have a building. Not we are going to have. We already have a building from God. It's destroyed. We have a building from God. So it's not saying you are going to have it. Because the problem is that we have understood it in the church that it's a, it's a, it's a reality that is coming in the future. It's a reality that is still coming in the future. No, no, no. Bible says we have a building from God. A house not made with hands, but it's already made. Not made with hands. So it's not a physical house. It's not, it's not a, a physical house. It's a spiritual house. A house not made with hands. Eternal in the heavens. Eternal in the heavens. So it's, so it's there. You say, but, you know, this, the problem is that we, the, we misunderstand some of these New Testament concepts. So when we say, when we say it, heavens, people start looking in the sky. Heaven is inside of you. Heaven is inside of you. The kingdom of God is within you. Heaven is inside of you. Yes, heaven is a dimension. And that dimension, you can access it from inside. You go into it inside and it manifests outside. Let me say it again. You go into it from the inside. With your thought, you enter it. With your consciousness, you enter it. And then you manifest it outside. So, so we have heaven on inside. Heaven is inside of me. Say it. Heaven is inside of me. Oh, say it again. Heaven is inside of me. So when, when I access my glorious body reserved in heaven for me, which is inside of me, Look at this. It says in verse 2, for, the, for in this we groan, earnestly desiring to be clothed with our habitation which is from heaven. So we, there's a groaning, there's a dissatisfaction with this tent because this tent is putting limitations on us. So, so, so we, are, we are pressing to access the other tent, the glorious body, so that the limitations put on us by this body is removed. So I can access that body while it's in this tent and begin to push back on the limitations that this tent puts on us. This limitation, this tent puts limitations on you. It puts limitations, this flesh puts limitations on your mind, puts limitations on your spirit, it puts limitations on your emotions, puts limitations on your consciousness, it puts limitations. But when we begin to access the glorious body, we begin to push back on these limitations. He says, verse 3, if indeed, having been clothed, we shall not be found naked. If indeed, having been clothed, we shall not be found naked. 
For we who are in this tent grown, being burdened, not because we want to be unclothed, but further clothed. So there's a groaning. We don't want to be unclothed. Our spirit do not want to remain to, to be unclothed, to, to not be, to be disembodied. No, our spirit does not want that. Because we were created to be clothed by, by a body. So he's saying here, our groaning is not so that we will be unclothed, but that we will be further clothed, further clothed, further clothed, that the glorious body will push out from the inside and swallow up this one. So it's a further clothing. So this one, we are not groaning for it to be put away. No, we want our glorious body to, to precipitate and swallow this one and further clothe us. So it's like, you know, you're wearing a shirt and then you wear a jacket on top of the shirt. That's a further clothing. The glorious body is going to come upon us like a jacket. Further clothing, further clothing. Now look at this. We want to be, we, we want to be, not because we want to be unclothed, but further clothed, that mortality may be swallowed up by life. That mortality may be swallowed up by life. So that glorious body is life. And it's coming from the inside of us to swallow this one. To swallow this physical one. This physical temporal body. And then we become eternal in, in spirit, soul, and body. Right now, I am eternal only in my spirit. But as we begin to press in, the, the, the quality of eternity comes upon my mind, comes upon my soul, and then comes upon my body. Hallelujah. He says, Now he who has prepared us for this very thing is God, who has given us the Spirit as a guarantee, as a down payment. So if you're born again, listen, if you're born again, you have the Spirit of God in you. That Spirit of God is a deposit of, of it's a, an initial deposit of the glorious body. Yes, that's what the Bible says. They're giving us the Spirit as a guarantee, as an initial deposit. So if you have the Spirit of God, if you're born again, you have the Spirit of God. If you have the Spirit of God, you have the glorious body. It's an instrumental deposit. It's the first deposit. And so, so this presence of the Spirit of God inside of you tells you you already have this body. So you can access it. You can access its privileges. You can access its blessings. You can access its powers. That's how come we are partakers of the powers of the age to come. Because when we set our mind to acknowledge the good things that are in us in Christ Jesus, we press in. We press in and we begin to download the reality of the glorious body, the privileges and the benefits of the glorious body. And by it, we begin to exercise dominion in the earth. I'm telling you now, this is the, this is the will of God for all mankind. That all humanity can press in, receive the gift of salvation, and begin to press into it, and access the glorious body, and begin to live by the powers of the glorious body. Hallelujah. In other words, when you are wearing the glorious body, you can't have lack. You can't have lack. That, that, that body confers on you powers that produce abundance. You can't have lack. 
So if, if abundance is not manifesting, something is blocking that body from working. Something is blocking it. Something is not allowing the powers of the age to come, which you have accessed through that body, to manifest. Something is blocking it. And we need to get rid of what is blocking it. Okay. Sickness and disease are healed when you wear that thing. Because say, mortality is swallowed up by life. If it's not flowing, something is blocking it. Again, we need to get rid of what is blocking it. So, so this is where, you know, koinonia and communion and fellowship with the Holy Spirit becomes critical. So that the Spirit of God can tell you what you need to do to remove the veil. What you need to, re to do to remove the blockage. What you, remove, what you need to do to open the pipe so that this thing begins to flow. Because you already have it. And so, so, so the point here is, if you refuse to give up, if you refuse to back down and stay there eventually... <laughs> Eventually, the gate, the door will be opened and the blessings will you have access to it. I, I, I want to stop there tonight. I want to pray for you. The powers of the age to come are yours for the tasting. They are yours for the utilization. They are yours for the engagement. They are yours to live by. You, you have to live by the powers of the age to come. And you access it by focusing. On the good things that has been given to you in Christ Jesus. The things that are deposited inside of you. The spirit of God inside of you. As you focus, you will begin to access that power. And the powers of the age to come. It is resides in the glorious body. And you can access it and use it to better your condition in this realm. God bless you. I, I, I am folding the curtain for tonight. We'll continue tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow we're going to episode 260 and we trust God for, for another beautiful time tomorrow. I hope you enjoy this. Share the link. Share this video. Let the people around you uh, enjoy the good things you are enjoying. Amen. I'll see you tomorrow. Good night. Bye-bye. There comes a time in your life when you need a change, an upgrade. You need upliftment. You need lasting results. You just want your life to be real. You need your life to be meaningful, deep, full, purposeful, and easy. You're looking for enlargement, amplification, increase, strengthening. You're looking for growth in your life. You want leverage, strategic advantage, gain and favor, ability to influence, Clout and strength. Join us at Resurrection Life Church every Sunday. Visit our website .reslife.org.za for more information. Make this year your year of being real. Embrace rapid enlargement and leverage. It is your time.